Well, I don't want this. This is Bud Light Seltzer. That's lemon lime. No. Can I have a real beer? Jesus Christ, woman. Salutations and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we, well, some of us, not all of us, get slightly inebriated and talk about stuff. Uh, tonight, we got a smaller than normal cast, but a good cast nonetheless. Let's go ahead and make our way around the room. Uh, Damoc, how you doing tonight? Oh, man, uh... I didn't die over the weekend, so fuck, dude, I'm here. That is always a bonus. I, I'm i assuming, Zyber, that you also didn't die. No, I did not, but uh, somebody sure as hell uh, plowed through almost like seven, maybe eight bottles of mead. That was not me. That was not me. I only had like ten that is a lot of mead. That is that's some sweet stuff too, ain't it? Oh, you have no idea. It was so good. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. Zyber, happy bladed birthday. And thank you, sir. Sounds like it was a it was a really good time. You guys went to what, medieval times or something like that? Yeah, medieval times in uh New Jersey. Very nice, very nice. Well, I survived the weekend as well. I'm here. Um, but uh, I feel like I'm being pulled in all sorts of freaking directions. I think I've come to this realization that I wake up in the morning and I don't stop doing shit until I lay my head on my pillow at night around like 10 o'clock. So like from 5.30 a.m. to 10 o'clock, it's like up and move, 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 move. And it's driving me a little batty this week. I didn't get any much gaming. But uh, other than that, I'm alive and I'm still standing. Uh, I'm looking forward to having this, having a drink tonight. And speaking of that, Zyberblood, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a two-liter bottle of Coke because uh, very promptly after the show, I am going to work. Yes, unfortunately, we, we don't do this show on your drinking schedule. Uh, we got to get back to doing that on your drinking schedule again. Uh, Damoc, what are you partaking in tonight? Well, over the weekend, I fucked up. Um... And then I fucked up, and then again I just I, I fucked up. I, I I don't know. I bought so many bottles of mead. Uh, I bought so much beer. I bought so much liquor, and now I, I'm faced with the consequences of drinking this misunderstood ginger spiced whiskey. I uh, I kind of opened this bottle last night, 
And uh, I remember waking up this morning. I kind of remember today. But yeah, and I'm kind of, you know, just chasing it down with the Lyceum Space Dust so that I don't plow through the last quarter of this bottle. And yeah, I already drank all my mead and I already drank all the rest of the alcohol I bought on the trip. And I'm kind of sad right now. It's, wow. It's oh my God. And that was a lot too. And mind you, like the way up, uh, Cecil had a bottle of that uh, ginger spice in the car and somebody plowed through pretty much half the bottle on the way up. Oh, okay. So yeah, dude, I drank half the bottle. I had a really bad Friday and I had to put a, well, my best friend that was a cat. I had to put him down um, on Friday cause he just wasn't doing so good. And then they decided, fuck it. I'm going to get kidnapped. Cause I was just kind of going to go home uh, the girlfriend and the kids were going to go up and do the medieval times. And I was just going to chill at the house and, you know, cry about it for a while and drink more. But they grabbed me. They gave me the bottle on the entire ride up. And, yeah, man, I made it. And we had a lot of fun. We really did. But I definitely plowed through a bottle of ginger spice whiskey. I've plowed through another half a bottle that I had. And now I'm plowing through this bottle, sadly. You're like me. When I get something new, I can't put it down. I have to like, it's like if it's a toy or like a new like piece of tech or whatever it is. So ever since I was a kid to now, I got to play with it. I remember when I got my drill, I had to play with that thing when I got it. And and it's really bad with guns because you're not supposed to play with guns. So I'll like take the thing apart. I'll put it back together, take the thing apart, put it back together. It's just... Uh, yeah, I got to go to the range on those days, but uh, I'm really sorry, Damoc, about your cat, and my condolences for your loss. Um, at least he's not suffering anymore. So That's very true, man. I appreciate it. Uh, he's no longer suffering. It was just a little sudden, so it kind of freaked everybody out for a bit. Yeah, it's never easy. Yeah, speaking of uh, something new, I finally, thanks to Co, got a bottle of the um, Tomcat Gin uh, all to myself. And I kind of plowed through that this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I really plowed through it to where uh, before coming home and returning the car on Sunday... Uh, I made the wife stop by I, uh, Target to get more of the Fetamins ginger beer, which mixes really, really well with the Tomcat. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely it does. That is one of those, like, I know that white person saying, and I'm a white person, and it's just like, ooh, that is dangerous. That shit is dangerous. That ginger beer with that Tomcat gin... Fuck me, dude. You don't taste any alcohol. It has no alcohol bite to it. It has nothing. It is like a very, very smooth, tonicky ginger, and it's amazing. Oh, I could never do it because that Tomcat gin is yeah. really expensive. Yeah. Um, considering I drank the one before we left, I drank maybe... Um, a little over a quarter of the bottle before I put the gin in. 
And then I filled it right up to where the cap goes on. And that was probably like three or four shots of the stuff. And it's a pretty good uh, ABV on that gin to begin with. And by the time I finished it, I was like, all right, I'm good. And then like by the time we got downstairs to leave, it hit. <laughs> it hit hard. It creeped real bad. It's like Long Island iced tea creeper. <laughs> Dude, thank God the girls were there to like do the tickets and all of that because I'd been drinking heavily <laughs> before we walked our asses down. It was great, dude. Like, we got this hotel that's, like, three minutes walking distance from medieval times in New Jersey, right? It was great. We stayed at the Hilton, and uh, it was uh, fucking Marriott. phenomenal. The Marriott. Marriott. There we go. Marriott. Sorry. I've been drinking already. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, we stayed at the fucking the, the Marriott. It's, like, three-minute walking distance from medieval times, so we just got plastered well i got plastered before we even left the hotel then we got there and oh dear god if uh if i was ever gonna die of alcohol poisoning that was gonna be the <laughs> night but i made it back and i passed out in zyber's room for a little bit then i went upstairs and somehow i made it from the third floor to the sixth floor in the room with the key and i didn't bother anybody and passed out and i woke up and here i am yeah, Co got pretty wrecked too that night. Oh, dude, Co was getting wrecked the night before when we got there. Well, that sounds like a really, really fun time, and I'm I'm glad y'all like made it and y'all didn't get arrested. You know, it's always a good time. Um, well, when I'm drinking tonight, I I thought Co might have been on, but um. I'm actually drinking uh, dragon's milk tonight, but I'm drinking a dragon's milk white. So, oh no, you're gonna pee out your butt! <laughs> I actually really dug the white. So, I've never had a problem with stouts before. So, um, the dragon's milk, the what is it? The regular one. I've I've had that. It was good. Um, it's a stout for sure. This is uh, this is a definitely a white because it's a uh, it almost ooh no it's not as golden it's kind of more of a deeper golden brown color than uh, you would get out of a hefeweizen but uh, I uh, I had a lot of head earlier on this one so uh, let's actually get a taste of this. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's smooth and uh, sort of a subdued uh, uh, flavor from the black. Yeah. I. Isn't it half the ABV? Uh, if it's half, it's six. I mean, if it, I don't I don't remember if the, the regular one's 12 or not, but uh, it's, uh, it's act, it, like Zyber said, it's very smooth. It's... Um, I I struggle to call this a stout, really. I mean, it's well, it's define stout because it's not a stout. Stouts to me are exactly. darker and a little more um, robust. Yeah. This is like a very very multi grainy flavor. Yes, and this is more of a. It's got that you got the bourbon barrel age taste to it. 
I almost want to say it's got a caramel-like taste to it. It makes me think of, oh, what's the name of that brewery? I can't think of it now. Caramel Cream is the name of the beer that they have, and it's a brewery down in West Palm that um, my buddies used to frequent when they lived down there, and they really liked the caramel creams. They would walk away with, like, cases of it. Um, but it's it's not very... It's it's even milder than an oatmeal stout, really. It's just just a very smooth, somewhat sweet, kind of like a cream soda uh, taste to it, and uh, I like it. I, I don't know if I call, I don't know if I really would classify it as a stout, but maybe that's just the grains. Well, it's a milk stout. So, to be fair to it, it is not a traditional stout. It is a milk stout. And yes, the Dragon's Milk White is 6% ABV. The original Dragon's Milk is 11% ABV. The Dragon's Milk Reserve that just came out January 2020, so now I'm going to have to go and buy it, is a rum barrel-aged stout with chocolate, hazelnut, and toasted coconut. It's 12.5%. I'm game. Yeah, then they have the Dragon's Milk Triple Mash, which came out April of last year, 17%. Well, I did see the reserved, but I didn't feel like spending the money on that, so I got the six-pack of this. Um, but, heck, I'd try it. I mean, if you're if you're not really into, like, robust, strong flavors, the, the milk stouts are definitely, or oatmeal stouts are definitely a lot more subdued. I'd recommend that. If you want to like put your toe in the water when it comes to stouts, I would say start with this, but just understand that you're not really in the world of stout because this is this is even milder than a than a milk stout. So it's a good way to get into something if you're a little hesitant about that type of beer, like you know, like going to like Guinness. You know, Guinness is a very dark, robust flavor. This is, like, on the other side of that spectrum. See, that's weird because Guinness is like water to me. It does not have a big, robust flavor, and it's very, very light drinking it down. Where Dragon's Milk... When uh, Guinness uh, started uh, doing the nitros in America, uh, or the nitro style now in America, the flavor totally changed... And was wiped out. Um, Guinness Original is very flavorful um, compared to what we get now. So I don't drink the Guinness Nitro because the Guinness Nitro got banned. I'm going to talk out my ass here because I know there was a problem with Guinness Nitro. And there was a, a ban, even if it was only temporary, on it because of all the uh, the bad batches, the bad batches of the Nitro shit same thing with um the coffee companies where they had to ban all of the coffee that was infused with nitrogen and all of that because it had salmonella i want to say i'm gonna have to fucking look it up but it was bad guinness i've had it in ireland okay my flight stopped in ireland we got off we had guinness there it tastes Almost the exact same as what we get here. It is deep, dark, 
black. It looks thick, but it's a light flavor. Well, I mean the flavoring's there, but it's not. It's not craft beer flavoring, right? It's got flavor to it, but you when you sip it and you're drinking it down, it's really light. It's almost and don't. I'm not saying it's the flavor. I'm not saying anything crazy. I'm just saying that you drink a can of Bud Light and it goes down really easy. Guinness goes down really easy like Bud Light, but has no taste properties comparable to Bud Light and has a better ABV, I'm sure. I think, and this is an untested theory, I think it's, uh, I think it's your experience with beer. Because I remember my first time having a Guinness, it was a lot rougher. It had to always be like, I had to drink that thing ice cold. And as soon as it warmed up, like closer to room temperature, like I could not finish it for the life of me. The flavor, it was just too much for me. Nowadays, with all the different beers that I've tasted, I don't feel like I get the bites. I feel like I don't get the bitters. I feel like it's a lot, my palate is a lot, is molded to it. And it's, it's like... It's like going from like milk chocolate progressively towards darker chocolate. Like dark chocolate, it makes my fiance, you know, her face scrunches up when she tastes it. Me, I love it. But then I go drink, I go to eat milk chocolate and it's really sweet. So I think it's your palate is very mature. But for someone who's starting off, I think it's still a rough place to start. I agree. I like... Guinness is a nice stepping stone to start getting into uh, these brews that are a little more robust in flavor, a little more bitter, um, a little more crafted to uh, a palate to pick out, say, oh, coriander or whatever else is in the beer. Um, It's not like your generic domestic that is like okay we're gonna piss in a can carbonate it and call it a beer but it is a generic domestic at this point in time yes yes i would say guinness is pretty basic drink (laughs) (laughs) but it's still a nice stepping stone if you want to get into um heavier more complex beers. I okay, I can agree with that. Maybe because I have started drinking uh heavier beers and the last time I had a Guinness, I could drink it like it was water because it was smooth. It really was. It's like it's super easy. They pour it in that giant glass and you can drink it down like it's water, but thinking back to it, my first few encounters with Guinness it was like whoa wait a minute this is a, a, a dark deep strong beer but you know I got introduced to other beers and that definitely have first off they have a good attack they've got a good mid and then they have that lingering long aftertaste where Guinness you hit it it's smooth now um yeah, I, I'd still drink Guinness. If I go to a bar and there's no craft beer on tap and the only thing they're going to offer me is Guinness, I will drink fucking Guinness. Only on yeah, draft, Yeah, absolutely. Though. It's a nice uh, nice fallback. Yes, and it has to be draft. And it has to be something that passes through that line more than occasionally. That's why if I do get a Guinness, I ask how many pours they've already done on it. 
Because I do not want to get that first pour off that fucking tap. Oh, God, no, dude. You never want the fucking first pour off a tap. Shit, we didn't even want the first pours of the 120 off the tap when we did it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the difference between having a good beer in a keg and having natty ice in a keg. Hey, man, after two handles of Captain Morgan, man, that fucking uh, Keystone Light, that fucking 30 rack for less than 20 <laughs> bucks. All right, so bye, baby. We get in there and just, uh, <laughs> we gonna do what we gonna do. Oh, fuck that. No, I've never been a fan of that. But uh, moving on into uh, State of Games. Uh, State of Games is where we discuss, pontificate, and just in general go over our week in gaming. Uh, Zyver, what's your state of games? Well, my state of games is as follows. I uh, recently got a copy of Temtem from Co. Uh, for my birthday. It was it was fairly decent. I know it's uh, early access and there's there's still some work to be done on it, but it was definitely interesting it kind of made me think of digimon mixing with pokemon and that's about it um but i have been playing pokemon sword i am at a hundred and or a 337 pokemon so far um yeah that that's that's the thing that I'm trying to do right now is get that last uh, bit before I do the expansions and add 200 more. <laughs> but that's really the gist of all my uh, gaming. It has been Pokemon Sword. Other than over the weekend, we did play some uh, Mario Party on the Switch. Wait, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> How... Oh, never mind. I was really drunk that weekend. Yeah. Well, uh, Damoc, what do you remember uh, your state of games to be? Oh, I have had the greatest fucking time playing games over the last week to include last weekend. It was absolutely amazing. I literally got to play the best game in the fucking world. It was called Let's Push Zyber's Buttons. <laughs> and all I did was drink a bunch of alcohol and push buttons and flirt with his wife. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Not in the least. Oh, I hope not, man. I really liked meeting your wife. She was fucking awesome, man. When is she going to get on the goddamn podcast? She was cool as shit, bro. It when was I allow really her. fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm staying out of that. <laughs> I'm going to go in my corner now. I'm out. You gentlemen have a great night. I love you. GNAPodcast.com <laughs> Smart play there, bud. Smart play. Is that it? Uh, let's see. I killed Cecil in Escape from Tarkov because he thought I was an NPC scav or something like that. And I thought... I don't know what I thought. He started shooting at me first. That's all that fucking matters. He shot at me first. I can't, you know, be blamed for taking him down with an AK. And, uh, Castle I mean, Law. Yeah, that's right, dude. I stood my goddamn ground. We're going to move to Texas now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys have been getting into that. I think, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
at not yeah atlas i think that's that's gone into, into back in the closet at this point uh yeah dude because we purchased it for everyone as soon as we buy a game we're done playing it <laughs> oh that's horrible uh come on though let's look at the truth yeah. here paladins we bought all this shit for paladins immediately stopped playing it a week later and it was like, oh, I just paid forty dollars for that game. Well, nope, I paid for it. We're fucking done. We're no one's playing. And it it's anymore. a free game. Yeah, it's a free game. Shut up, dude. We still paid like forty dollars each for it. But yeah, we're done playing it. Uh, we got Atlas, and it was like, yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, I want to play too. And we got all excited. And then I gifted the game to like two people. One is Black Abyss, man. I haven't seen him in fucking forever i gifted it to him but i was like hey man are you gonna play with us or are you just gonna sit on it? he's like no, no no i'm gonna totally play as soon as i gave him the game the next day he ghosted the fucking discord he was out uh zyber's been out i don't know what happened to i to logged have... in last week oh thank god our stuff might still be there uh <laughs> what happened to the um i'm gonna blink on his name it was a hollow man he was there, and he was always playing and doing stuff, and then I think he ditched us for something else. Ko did his No, no, thing. no. He got pissed off at me and went to a different server. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. He was playing. He ghosted us. Diver still logs in. We all know Cecil's working on his degree thing, and, you know, good luck to him on everything with that. So his playtime is minimal to begin with. And I don't even know who else was trying to play. Like, uh, we bought the game, and we blew. You were trying to play. Yeah, I, I think I played you around Christmas, and then you like came up to me and got me into the guild. I think is what they call it in that game. And then I played yeah. for like maybe like one or two more other days for like maybe like an hour to a few hours, and then it just. Haven't been back on. Dear God, dude. I know. We had so many people trying to play. Well, but if it's based on Ark, it ends like Ark. Uh, I want to go back to Ark because I really enjoy playing Ark. But I played Ark way before. Like, I got it when it was early access. Like, early, early access. And they were posting the first videos of it. And I really enjoyed Ark for a long time. But it seems to be... you. Everybody in GNA plays Seven Days to Die for about three months. And that's the longest played game ever. And then everybody says, hey, we're going to play Terraria. So I purchased Terraria. And then it's like, oh, no, you don't want to play with those assholes because they're going to dig to the center of the earth and fuck everything up. And I have no idea what he's talking about at all whatsoever. But That wasn't yeah. me. That was all D. All I was doing was giving items tunnels down to the fucking center of the the planet and summons the wall of flesh kills the wall of flesh and makes it two times as hard for a new player to play on the freaking game right i was still figuring out that you could put like background stuff so that i could make a house and it didn't look all stupid and then all of a sudden, everything came and just kind of raped my character over and over and over again. So what you're telling me is that we need to stop playing together. Because every time we play together, we just branch out or kill the new people. 
You know, I'm okay with dying over and over and over again as long as we're all having fun and actually playing a game. But I really think that we're going to have to transition completely over to free-to-play games that have zero type of uh, microtransaction in them. Because as soon as we spend money on anything, the game dies. We're done with it. That's going to be impossible. I mean, there's microtransactions and all free to play games you know what lemonade stand that came out like 20 years ago where you just you know you buy ice you buy lemons you buy the sugar and you buy the cups and you try and make the perfect recipe and you just keep doing it it's one of those little clicker games that doesn't have any microtransactions i bet we could try and do a competition on that and play it that sounds riveting Alright, well, my state of games is going to be brief, uh, because like I said, I'm getting pulled in multiple directions. I uh, did get to play. I, I thought I was going to have to say pass tonight, but I did actually play for, I think like an hour before my class on Tuesday. I played uh, Final Fantasy XV. I'm going back in the game. I'm pretty much God at this point, you know, like level 90. And I'm trying to max my hunter rank so I can go after bigger monsters. And in fact, actually, I was driving to one of the quest locations. And I'm looking off to the side of the road. And I was like, huh, that thing looks like it's 25 feet tall. I'm going to get out of the car and try to kill it. And so I got out of the car and I killed this giant thing. And then I went on another hunt and I fought a giant uh, cobra uh, that, you know, poisoned everyone almost died which is rare for me being that high level but uh yeah i'm enjoying that game it's a lot of fun i heard that there's a new update to uh ghost recon breakpoint that i haven't got a touch where you they had dlc which i don't think i have dlc for that game but the terminator goes around and hunts you down so they did uh the predator and ghost recon wildlands uh yeah, it was just the Predator. I don't think they did... Oh, no, they did, uh, like, Splinter Cell in that one, but this one, their first... Hold on. Is it the uh, TR-800? Uh, I forget what it's called in this one. It's not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it is... I think it's a. I think it's one of... It's like his... The T-1000 or whatever, his T-100 model, you know, just the, the, the flesh and then the metal underneath. He's not like the other one that could, like was anamorphous could like mold himself yeah that's the t2000 yeah, so it's the the model before that then arnold schwarzenegger's model it's more like that one uh, i believe the arnold schwarzenegger one is the tr uh, 800 yeah i think it's like that one from what i've seen but yeah it's someone comes back from the future you get a gun and it's you have to like escape the terminator you can't kill him and i guess you start progressing towards a point where eventually you're going to be able to kill him and it kind of fits because they've got um they have ai uh, robots in this game so it's not completely like off the wall which is really nice like i remember people talked about the division like wanting to put zombies in the division and that seemed a little like out of the tom clancy universe the 
alien thing was a little bit out of the Tom Clancy universe, but I felt like it fit because you were in Bolivia, you're in the jungle, you know, kind of worked out. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that. So moving on, um, I didn't know this. I had no idea that uh, Lord of the Rings actually had an MMORPG. I think this is what this is. Um, the quiet, enduring success of Lord of the Rings Online. Has anyone played that game here? Negative. No, like Lord of the Rings has... Okay, so I know Lord of the Rings has spun off and done absolutely everything, but I had no idea um, that they made an, a Lord of the Rings <laughs> video game. Yeah. Well, I don't want this! This is Bud Light Seltzer! That's Lemon Lime! No! Can I have a real beer? Jesus Christ, woman! Oh, hold on. Let me, uh, hold on. <laughs> that's going into the podcast. Yeah, that's my bad. That's my bad. See? We're good. Sorry. My bad. Great. Now I know where to pull that to put that in the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh. Oh, but yeah, Lord of the Rings Online recently launched its seventh expansion. I knew they had a video game that you could have played on PlayStation 3, I think it was. It was around, it wasn't, it wasn't too far after the, um, the release of the movies that you could play. It was kind of like you followed through what the story was in the movies and the books. But, uh, I don't know. I really haven't looked into this too much. But they got like a Tolkien theme park. Um... Yeah, um, I'm not tracking an MMO, but again, I've played Middle Earth, the first one, and that was a lot of fun. I think there's a second one. I could completely be wrong, um, or there's just maybe a DLC or something like that for the first game. It was a lot of fun. It was interesting concept. Uh, not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, though. I'm gonna bet the Zyber is a, a Lord of the Rings nutcase. Ah, uh, to an extent. Oh, you played... So that's a complete yes, man. So, uh, let's hear it. What part did you like, and what part did you not like? Come on. What do you mean? I've never played the game. You say that, and yet I'm looking at your Steam history, and <laughs> everything is Lord of the Rings, and this is getting fucking weird, man. So, uh, let uh, me know. Those, those are hentai porn uh, novels, so... No, no, no. The hentai porn that we did, we bought all of that, and we sent it to God, and it was really funny, but now my Steam and Cecil's Steam are completely tainted with those hentai games for the rest of our lives. I'm going to have to just abandon it and start my collection all over again. Eh. That's why you have to get a ghost account, man. There you go. Yeah, you know, I should have done that. I mean, like, I hear people bank playstation ids out the wazoo and steam ids out the wazoo well so this has been a bit of a dud i know zybers played shadow of mordor um but obviously none of us have yeah i've played shadow of war as well i've played the hobbit i've played many of the games on console but i've never played the lord of the rings online hmm. never even knew it existed yeah uh, apparently, I, it doesn't 
I don't think it's very, uh, it's not gaining a lot of following. Uh, I mean, like World of Warcraft is like, when that came out, um, that was really big. And then I the classic, you know, I, I think you could have, I, I live under a rock and I still heard about classic. Um, but yeah, this one seems to be, uh, flying under the radar. Uh, but, uh, let's, uh, move on to an update from last week. Uh, Daymok, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 release date, price, specs, and all the good stuff. What can you tell us about that? Uh, so, of course, legitimately, there is no release date. As of yet, we know that NVIDIA is going to release the RTX 3080. We don't know when, uh, but there is good speculation around summer-ish time, maybe later this year. Uh, maybe in third quarter of 2020, right before fiscal year ends and all of that. Uh, they're still doing it. It really all depends on what AMD is doing. So while while NVIDIA has hailed the top and has no competition, the Navi system is reportedly beating the Hey, RTX. listen. Yeah. Hey, look, listen. The uh, the Navi system from AMD, the new one, the big Navi, has reportedly beat the RTX third or twenty eighty Ti by over thirty percent, which would be such a significant feat for AMD to do, considering AMD is always trying to target that low to mid price line. The 3080 Ti will have to come out and absolutely smash it. But as we have seen, and I mean, we're looking at report after report after report, the 5700, the RX 5700 series, and Radeon or AMD's Radeon RX 5600 XT has already forced Nvidia to drop prices. On their 2080 series, even though the 2080 outperforms everything that AMD has put forth, the the key of it is Big Navi coming to crush the 2080 Ti, not the regular 2080, not the the 2070 Supers, it is coming to crush the 2080 Ti, which is a $1,200 graphics card, and AMD is trying to price it around $600, which would destroy AMD's market share, realistically. We'll see. I, I really hope that the RTX 3080 comes out and price per performance is going to be better in line $800 for a graphics card especially a high-end graphics card for that is more in line with everybody's wallet as opposed to hey yeah here's the 2080 Ti and it's uh $1,200 starting and it's just getting worse I mean what happened we went from $600 graphics cards we skipped the $800 market we went right into the $1200 market because of the bitcoin mining with the 1080 ti's and then amd got a little or, or sorry nvidia got a little full of themselves and decided they were going to launch it there 
is a whole lot of speculation on what's absolutely going to happen with the graphics cards and why their prices are going to drop. Some of that is based on they're going to use a new Samsung printing technology to do the new RAM and the new 7 nanometer shit that they're doing. I, I like I like technology. I'm into IT, but I don't know the actual like how they're doing it craziness it's gonna be interesting i'm super excited i want to play cyberpunk 2077 i'm really pissed off that it got delayed from the day before my birthday to the girlfriend's birthday ah but it gives me time to save up for whatever the 3080 ti is going to be and or whatever is going to come from amd to support that well what is this um what does this mean for someone who's just getting into gaming, like PC gaming, and they're going to build their own rig? Like, is this this a bad place to start with your first graphics card? Oh, hell no. This is fantastic for anybody that is getting in and building. Because right now, AMD, if you pick up a 5600 XT, you're going to be at the 2070 super level. Right, you're going to be able to get that, and you're going to be able to get it for two hundred dollars less. On top of that, there are multiple discounts, and you can do it now. If you want to go Nvidia, go Nvidia. There's nothing wrong with going Nvidia. I personally am probably going to go with Nvidia, and I will pay the two hundred plus dollars more over it. But if you're talking about the high end market, Nvidia coming up and doing what they can with the 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 quote unquote big navi the big scare to Nvidia only means that the Nvidia graphics cards are going to push harder they're going to be cheaper than they currently are and everybody buying now and buying in the future is going to win off of it competition is great for the consumer and we're going to get something amazing out of it. I really, I really put my chips in AMD's corner only for the fact that it breeds better competition with NVIDIA and could potentially bring better cards at lower prices. Will I buy NVIDIA? Yes, I will. I've bought an AMD a couple times and I've been let down on the graphics corner. Uh, so it is what it is. I just want AMD to do so fucking good that it forces Nvidia to put out something amazing and put it out for something cheaper than what they than what they're currently offering. And twelve hundred dollars for a graphics card is a tough fucking cookie to bite into. So my only thing with this is, um, I kind of have that feeling that Nvidia might do what they did with the ten eighties and limit production. And make it hard to get. Now that to here we go. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Nvidia did not exactly limit production. There was the quote unquote silicon shortage, which you saw a spike in RAM prices. You saw you saw the spike in SSDs. You definitely saw a spike in GPUs, but GPUs were a different story uh, but overall what happened was there's only a very limited amount of companies and they are mostly based in Taiwan that produce quote unquote 
the silicon needed for the production of specific chips. They decided there was an artificial shortage of silicone for it. And they just, the prices went rampant. You saw like, holy crap, dude. I put 16 gigs of RAM in this system and I had the G-Skill Ripjaw. Uh, they were the Ripjaw 5X. Where when I first built this machine, I put 16 gigs in it. It cost me like $98. And looking at it and it was... 2017 the same 96 97 dollar fucking 16 gigs ram is now over 300 dollars because oh they're having a silicon shortage so they were jacking up the prices when everybody at that point stopped purchasing pc gear period you saw massive plummet of like the sales across the board they went oh shit worked out some deal and went forward with it. And now we are seeing what again? Oh, that's right. About 32 gigs of RAM for less than $200 of the high-end shit. It's even white with RGB because, you know, I just love to stroke it a little bit when I watch my RAM glow. Right? <laughs> so we saw... <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. So we're seeing the the drop in prices. SSDs are dropping in price significantly. Yeah, Look I at noticed the new- that. Uh um, they actually have a sale. Uh, I posted this uh, on Newegg for, I believe it's uh, one or two gig uh, Fire Cudas for like 59 bucks. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. one or two terabyte, rather, sorry, for like 59 bucks of the Fire Cudas. Oh, yeah. You're seeing SSD. Like, so let's take a look at five years ago. Uh, you're trying to buy a one terabyte SSD. What do you guys think you're paying for a one terabyte five uh, years ago? About five, six hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd say between five and eight hundred dollars, depending on the brand, right? And now, what are you buying four terabyte SSDs for? Same price. Two hundred bucks. Shit, it's sub two hundred dollars right now, Ooh. buddy. You and you're not buying five terabytes. You're buying six terabytes for about a now. To be to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, you are buying about six terabytes for a hundred ninety-eight dollars. Add in some tax from Amazon because, eh, Amazon doesn't have to pay their taxes, but they have to charge us taxes. <laughs> it is what it is, right? But. You're looking at that, you might pay a little over $200 after the tax for it, but you can get six terabytes of SSD. That was unthinkable in 2017 when we were trying to look at, especially the buying the the 1080 Ti's because of the Bitcoin mining and all of that that jacked the prices up. If you look up the price of a 1080 Ti right now, brand new, it is still sitting at the same fucking price as a 2080 Ti. Yeah, if not more. I was actually looking at video cards to try and get one of my uh, rigs that I'm working on finished. And it's like, okay, why would I buy that when I can buy the newer for less? Right. The 2080 Ti absolutely destroys the 1080 Ti in every aspect. 
even I mean 1440p you're looking at 4k and the 2080 Ti is destroying it and the 2080 Ti you can buy a bare bones model for about 1200 bucks some of them you can get lucky and get a sale and you can get it for under that but the MSRP form is around 1200 bucks looking at a 1080 Ti and trying to do it you're just not seeing it. They're trying to charge $1,300 or more, even on some of the used market. And I, I, I don't understand. They've all been used for Bitcoin mining. They're all burnt out anyways. So this Bitcoin mining thing that you're talking about, people use these cards to mine for Bitcoins. And that's why... Not anymore. Well, they did, and that's why these things were in such a high demand and the price was going up. Correct. I mean, you um, come on, you guys have watched it, right? Actually, no. I live under a rock. Zyber, please save me here. Where's Cecil and Co. to argue with me? Um, God damn. What, you mean those uh, huge warehouses filled with server towers, uh... And nothing but open top, uh, multi graphics card uh, systems running twenty four seven, doing all these uh, calculations for coin. Server farms? Whoa, no, no, those were like the ASIP machines, right? But where ah, the server farms? I wish, man, the warehouse shit. It was those people. That were going into like Micro Center and they were buying that shitty ass motherboard. Then they were buying those those risers that go above the motherboard that's plug into the PCI Express slot where you can host like nine graphics cards on top of it. And yeah, that's just, what I'm talking about. Yeah, but they weren't doing it in warehouses. I fucking wish there was they were a, doing it in warehouses. They were doing the goddamn about, spare rooms. There's a thing about like China and a few uh Eastern countries having these server towers with open top rigs and all these uh, graphics cards um, hooked up to these like systems mining coin. Well, yes. I mean, if you're looking at it that way, I mean, everybody did it. The U.S. government was probably mining fucking Bitcoin at this point. <laughs> but it is what it is when it came to that. But honestly, most of the thing was all of these people were buying these 1080 Ti's as fast as they could and they were depleting the market and then they had the artificial silicone shortage at the same time because the company in Taiwan was trying to extort for more money and that got really messy until I think oddly enough the article that I read and it could be completely wrong but the article I read said that the Chinese government stepped in and was like yeah this isn't happening you're going to produce more and or we're going to start up a whole bunch of companies because it, it requires a specific type of sand and yeah it, it got really weird and now there's like nine companies that produce silicone at the purest form. But everybody was buying those 1080 Ti's, buying those riser cars. We took a trip. We took a death trap trip. Cecil, Co, Shadow Fox, myself. We went there and we went to Micro Center. And we went to Micro Center and we were watching these people come in and try and buy the 1080 Ti's. 
at the $1,200 price range to mine it, and they were trying to buy the motherboard risers, and fucking Micro Center was sold out of the riser cards, man. Everybody was trying to bank in because Bitcoin, quote-unquote, hit a $20,000 limit, and... Oh my god, you can cash in a single Bitcoin for $20,000, but no one actually understands how cryptocurrency completely works and how no one, except for investors who were trading the stock, made any fucking money. But that, oh god, we could do like several shows just on that. Yes, we could. So, what about uh, this? Uh, Nintendo Switch um, about to revive some of the classic games. What do you guys think about that? It's great. They've already added a couple. Um, they're doing the same thing that uh, Sega wanted to do for their mini system on doing uh, segmented releases to add to the um, classic portfolio that is on the Switch. Uh, I I love it. I love all the stuff that they have planned. I think it's something like uh, uh, four hundred games or something like that they have in the works of crossing over. So, wait, is this the article I posted earlier today? I think so. It was from uh, CCN. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I would really like to see where Zyber is getting some information from because at this point I may be completely out of the loop. This is just something that I saw, but there were no guarantees to what was happening. It just has all of us fucking, you know, gaming enthusiasts really, really excited. Yeah, I read something uh, last year about how they're going to be doing a tiered release with the... uh, NES and the Super NES uh, for the Switch. Um, they have about 400 games between the both of them that they're going to be adding in segments throughout, uh, um, you know, their whole process of releasing them. Uh, I think it's like quarterly or bi-quarterly or something like that. Now, how does this differ from what they already have with the emulator that they have on their Nintendo Switch system the, for the uh, the NES and the Super NES. It's no different. It's the same exact thing. It's that uh, classic um, NES and uh, Super Nintendo. It, it's not for the mini systems. It's for the Switch itself. They're just adding games to it. They have a library of games that they're working on, and however they decide to release them is how they're going to be added. Like, recently they just added, I believe, six games uh, to uh, the the both of them. Not, like, six each, but a total of, like, six games. I think it was uh, uh, three or four for the Nintendo side and I believe two or three for the Super Nintendo side. All right. What I'd like to see them do is to actually bring back uh, GoldenEye for the N64 and emulate that. I would too, but they have to get that engine out there. And I think if they did that, 
the price per year that unlocks the uh, NES Classic and Super NES Classic on the Switch, I think the price of, of that membership will go up. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate because, well, it's cheaper than Xbox Live. Xbox Live, you're paying around oh, $60 a year. If you, yeah, that's why I haven't renewed my Xbox Live. I didn't want to renew my uh, PlayStation Plus, but for whatever reason, it reactivated and I did end up renewing it. How much does PlayStation Plus cost mm-hmm. a year? Same thing. It's a little over sixty bucks. Yeah, but with that, like with um, with Xbox um, Live, you get access from three sixty all the way to Xbox One, which is nice. I don't think it. I guess yeah, it doesn't go back all the way back to the original Xbox system. But I hear PlayStation Plus goes back pretty far, doesn't it? Goes goes to PS Two. Uh no. PS3. Uh you just get two free games every month. Okay. So that's current gen or last gen or the PS now goes full spectrum, but even then it's like you have a game for a short amount of time, no guarantee that that game's gonna be there next month. Okay. I think that's how it works. I I'm not too certain, certain, but uh, last time I I looked into, I believe that's what it was. Okay. Well, I know some of the older games. Like I've played the the stuff that uh, Microsoft got rights to release on uh, rare games like Banjo Kazooie. Those games don't age well. Like with controls, they're really they're no, really they clunky. do not. So I I hope that when they with what they're doing with this that the controls are you know like the best that they can be but that's it's that's what it really keeps me from going back to some of these older games is, is right just so clunky and so hard to to get your mind into that right but like when it comes to the NES. I mean, they've been pretty standard on the evolution of their controller, but still, when you think back to, like, say, um, the 64 that you were talking about, bring that controller into your mind and then look at your Switch. Yes. Like, they're going to have to map it in some weird-ass configuration to be playable. Um... And I think that's where they'd probably end up saying, hey, well, we're going to release a classic controller for the Switch <laughs> that you're going to have to use for that specific aspect of classic play. Well, let's see. What do they have? They had the Z-Trigger. They had the two bumpers. They had the single joystick. And then you had yep the C bu- the C the, uh, stick thing no no just a just a joystick and then they had the four C buttons and the directional pad. I think I'm remembering that correctly. Um, um, let's see the C buttons A B the bumpers the analog yeah, yeah. so you had and the Z you had button start joystick. A, B, four C's, a bumper, and then another bumper, 
and then you had the directional pad, and then you had below the joystick, you had the Z trigger. So right. they could, I mean, they've got the, yeah, the C's are where it starts to get a little hinky, because you could, directional pad, you could put on, because it's got four buttons on, yeah, four buttons on the right, four buttons on the left, two double bumpers, and two joysticks. I guess you could use one of the joysticks to replace either like the directional pad or the C. So it'd just be kind of weird, probably. Yeah, it'd be very hanky and clunky. So like, I don't know. I don't think they'd ever really bring that about unless they plan on, say, doing a uh, Power A special controller or a Nintendo-specific special controller or something. Um, but also it comes down to rights. Um, they have to fish for privileges to add these games. And in my opinion, if you have the license once, you own the license to use it how you want. (laughs) Yeah. But no, they have to get licensed for every innovation of the classic shop, which is ridiculous. That is, because a lot of the Nintendo stuff was, like, um, it was made for Nintendo. Like, GoldenEye didn't come out on anything else. Right. I mean, some of the other games, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. Actually, I don't know if I can think of one. Splinter Cell. That was in the GameCube era. That came out on three different, you know, it came out on the PlayStation, the Xbox, PC, and the GameCube. Um, but things like Resident Evil, I know they did like different versions. I don't know if they had the the same like I don't know if Resident Evil like three or four came out on um, Game uh, Code Veronica. Code Veronica did, um, but there was like there was like very few of those Resident Evil games that came out. Like, they had, like, a specific right. uh, for GameCube. They had, uh, what was it, Zero yes. and uh, Biohazard? I don't remember Biohazard, but I remember Zero. The two that were on the cube. Yeah, the, the one it was, like, before the mansion, before the outbreak, and it was, like, a train you're on. I think that was Zero. Yeah. Um... I don't know if I remember Biohazard, maybe. But I would think that, you know, Nintendo should be able to do it. Like had, like you said, they had the license once. You know, you should be able to do with it as you please. Right, but like, again, on what I feel is ridiculous, go back to, say, the Nintendo Wii. When we first got this market, and uh, skip ahead a couple of years to the Wii U. Now, that classic market needed to get all the rights all over again. Because, well, if they didn't, you should have all the games that you bought for the Wii on the Wii U. But you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that, was, uh, that kind of screwed some people over and made a lot of people unhappy. Yeah, especially since uh, 
this is, you know, one of my fears with digital gaming when they close down the server. If you didn't have it um, preserved on that system, you'll never have it again unless you buy it again. Yeah, and it- on a different innovation. So it's like, okay, uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and games like Destiny, when they decide to finally shut down those Destiny 1 servers, like, if that's all you ever had was Destiny 1, you never bought, you know, a Destiny 2 or whatever the heck they're calling the newer ones now, Shadow Keep and all this other stuff. Like, those are online-only instances games. Like, you can't go back and play those again. It's not like playing, like, Assassin's Creed. Like, you can play Assassin's Creed without the servers. Right. Right. I mean, Ark the Lad. You can't play Ark the Lad without the game servers. So, like, even on the games, it's like, okay, they're just pretty much shitty paperweights. Yeah. (laughs) that's not that's not scary but uh yeah going back to this uh nintendo's uh um release schedule for the classics i'm excited to see some more games come in um i definitely liked the fact that they had that and i could attempt when (laughs) whenever i had time to play video games i could attempt to play like the older zelda games or metroid prime games but uh yeah zyber uh yeah um before we hop off of this nintendo thing uh just keep in mind we have something dropping next month for those pokemon fans and that's uh the pokemon home um there is free and then there is membership uh the tiers for the membership are a little wonky. I believe the like it goes from five ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine or something like that by monthly uh subscriptions. Um you could do I believe it's one, three or six month subscription. Um but yeah or you could do it free. You have limited space for like storage and whatnot, but still it's available for those that have free. Uh, it drops next month, February, and you can transfer between Sun and Moon, uh, Sword Shield, and Pokemon Go. So, so what is there's what that. Does free get you? Because I'm like I'm looking at this and like they got the basic plan is thirty Pokemon deposit limit. Three Pokemon can be deposited in the Wonder Box at once. No judge function. Pokemon can be placed in global trading system at once. Oh, one can. Cannot move Pokemon from Pokemon Bank. and it, Oh, free to use. Okay, so that's the basic one. And then, and then right. premium. Ooh, yeah, premium is a heck of a lot different. 6,000 Pokemon can be deposited. 10 Pokemon can be placed in the Wonder Box at once. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't... I mean... To me, I consider it worth it, especially since I actively play these games, and as long as I uh, don't get bored, or I should say don't get distracted by something else, I'll continue to play them. 
because I'm still playing uh, Sun and Moon. Not as much now because of Sword and Shield, but I'm still playing them. Um, and I kind of feel that's the only way I'm going to complete my Pokedex for uh, Sword and Shield is because of the home. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely hard unless you're you're pulling in Pokemon from other locations or you're doing a lot of trading with people. Right, and that's where I'm at right now. I have a large gap of stuff that I need to do trades to get or trades to evolve and get. So there's that that little bit holding me up. Yeah, and this free version, the basic plan, I think that could be helpful for people who you know, who need to, you know, try to complete this stuff. I know I'll probably try to take advantage of it. I don't have a lot from, I mean, because God, let's see it. Sun, Ultra, and Moon. Those are the, f- actually, I don't think I have Moon. I think I just have Sun. Or maybe, no, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I have Sun. You sent me Alpha Sapphire. And yes. so those are the only, like, newer pokemon games i that i have the (laughs) the gap spans between silver and gold to there (laughs) so so my pokemon bank right it would be useful because i can only pull into um uh sword and shield what they have in their pokedex i can't pull in every single pokemon from from right but with uh the expansion the Pokedex for uh, Sword and Shield expands by, I believe, 200 Pokemon. Shiza. Okay. So, well, I don't know. I may, be, I may become a completionist for this one, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to justify paying for it. Just because I don't spend it. I mean, for, for six months, I'll do it. But that'll be the thing. That six months, I'm going to be full tilt, buried in, trying to get everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which means I'll go back to uh, um, Sun and Moon and try and get all the legendaries in there, like Tapakoku or you know one of the others. Because they are tradable for the expansion of uh, Sword and Shield. Yeah, I think that would be the wisest plan. Because, uh, I mean, that's six-month plan is going to cost you a pretty penny. Of course, you won't... Well, no, 6000 20 bucks is 20 6, bucks. 6000 Pokemon can be deposited. 10 Pokemon can be placed in the Wonder Box, which I have no idea what that is. Three Pokemon can place in the global trade system at once. I guess you can take them back and forth too. But the basic cannot move Pokemon from bank. I don't know what that means. Hmm. I guess we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, when that comes out. I'm gonna. I'll probably just do some experimenting. So um. 
Yeah, this one's running kind of long. We had other topics we are going to talk about, but uh, we don't really have much time for this. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, Zyberblood, where can they find you? Well, you can find me palling around on the GNA Discord, Facebook, or Twitter, as well as my own uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, that's uh, Z Y B E R B L O D at you know one of those places. You should pull me up or just Cyber Games. Um, as an at, and it should pull me up. Awesome. And Damoc, where can they find you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me, Blue Shark 45, at. Uh, hang on. Damoc might be able to say something. Or maybe not. Can he say it? No, he can't say whether where, where they can find you. No, they can't. He's busy. We're going to let Damoc do his thing. Um, Oh, wait, we have, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest coming on the show. Yeah, we have a really special oh, guest. No. Oh, no. Are no. we getting ghosted? Are we getting, uh, you know, high school ghosted? I, I really, I'm really starting to relive my middle school and high school awkward years. Like, uh, my, my thing with women was always horrible and I was always such a gawky teenager I struggled at these things, and I'm just like, I'm reliving these really bad memories right now. It's almost traumatic. It's almost like I'm being pulled back into those dark, dark years. And 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 it's always that thing. Like It's always like, one more minute. Give me time. Just, just more time. Just, just delays, delays, delays. Go ahead, Damoc. <laughs> www.gnapodcast.com Steve, you owe me two cheesecakes. <laughs> uh, or the gnapodcast.com. That's where you can find us. But you can find me, Blue Shark 45 on our GNA Discord. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at <laughs> BlueShark45. Um, do you like... Um, I'm I'm really bad at this, and I'm not even drunk. Yeah, it's already fucked you all up, yeah. brother. It's good. So, um, Damoc, real quick, where can the people find you? Oh, man, I'm always trolling the goddamn Discord. That's about all that I ever do. You might be able to find me in some video games, but you got to get in the Discord to find me in the video games. Very good. Um, Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and hopefully your patience has not worn out on my stumbling through this hosting. Uh, oh man, you're good. Stumbling through the hosting. Let's keep going because uh, I got a little sidetracked there with some shit that I uh, had to take care of. But uh, let's see. What was the shit coming on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> we're, we're wrapping this up, Damoc. You're a little behind the curve, bud. So, uh, but... But I want to argue with Zyber. It's my favorite thing to do. His birthday's now over. I get to argue with him again. I had to be nice for his birthday. Now I get to argue. Well, we've got. Now you can be nice to your we've elders. We've got only a few minutes left. Then we got to wrap this shit up. So we're going to have to save the arguing with Zyber for next week. And it'll be our new segment with Daymok and Zyber Buttheads. Trademark. 
Um, so we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, please rate and review and subscribe uh, to our show on your favorite podcast delivery service. Uh, rates, ratings, and reviews help other people like you find our wonderful show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, my uh, Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you can't find us there, be sure to drop us a tweet at GNA Podcast to let us know. Hey, are you also interested in joining a Discord server where we talk about things related to Tarkov, uh, anime, photography, food, nerd-related topics, or any other crazy rants? Well, be sure to check out our pinned tweet on Twitter for that Discord join link. You can also comment on our show and ask us questions in our Discord server at Ask Your Questions, or you can also drop us a line on Facebook. Just look up GNA Podcast. Do you like Anime Night? I love Anime Night. Some people don't like Anime Night, but that's okay. We like Anime Night. And we host Anime Night every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time on cast.gg. This week we are watching uh, Everyday Life with Monster Girls. It's getting a... It's, it's weird. It's a little weird. It's a little racy. The community votes and speaks and we watch it. But uh, we should be watching that uh, when you listen to this show. And one more week at most, and then we're going to switch it up to something else because we'll be done with this season. Uh, we also do a horror movie night. Do you like scary movies? I don't like scary movies. Some of us like scary movies, but we host a horror movie night also on cast.gg on the second Saturday of every month. And this month, Zyber, do we know what we're going to watch in February? Uh, well... Right now, it is looking like I said last week, uh, three extremes. Um, maybe throwing in Piranha Double D uh, is a kind of uh, horror comedy, dark comedy starring um, some some uh, big names like Gary Busey, uh, Christopher Lloyd, David Hasselhoff. So. <laughs> That might work. Sounds like an interesting cast. Um, we also do a game show night on the first Saturday of every month. And if you're listening to this episode, you've missed it. We host it on our Mixer channel, Mixer.com slash GNA podcast, where we play games together, such as the Jackbox games, uh, Murder Mystery Party. What's it called again? Uh, Murder, Murder Party. Party. Where you can compete against fellow attendees and have a chance of winning a game. Hey, who doesn't like a free game? Uh, Jesus Christ, please come and fucking attend. <laughs> because not only is my goddamn library filled with games to give away, Cecil's library is filled with games to give away, Zyber's library is filled with games to give away, Blue Truth. Shark doesn't play video games anymore, you know, he just <laughs> lies about it all the time, so he doesn't give away shit. And I don't even think he shows up to the game night, but whatever, it's fine, it's fine. Shadow! Shadow shows up for game night. Yes. 
But Blue that's does right. It. Blue does it because Blue spends his weekends with his fiance. <laughs> but um, bring her yeah. into it. That's no uh, excuse. Yeah, good, good point. You got me there. Maybe I will convince her this weekend to join. Um, we are partnered with Humble Bundle. Damoc, would you like to tell the wonderful audience about Humble Bundle? Or would you like me to... <laughs> uh, all right. Humble Bundle, I'm not going to fuck it up and have to eat hot fucking chocolate ever again. I made my life choices, and they were very poor. I'm better now. <laughs> a couple trips to the hospital. Uh... So, Humble Bundle is a game purchasing website that we, but not me, but we, GNA Podcast, have partnered with. It is pretty much a fantastic website. You go to humblebundle.com, you find the game that you really like, and then you put that question mark partner equals GNA Podcast at the end. And then you can go ahead and hit purchase. When you're purchasing the game, you have the option to give you all the money to charity, all the money to the developers, or all the money to the people at the GNA podcast. If you're giving it to the GNA podcast, you're a fucking moron. Don't do it, right? Because they're just going to spend your money on fucking hookers and blow, and you won't even get pictures. It's fucking bad. Trust me, I did that a few times. Specifically, we are spending it on Dewey Dingers, so get it right. Okay, so yeah, whatever that is, I think that is snorting cocaine off each other's penises. Uh, okay. Correct. So yeah, you know what? Mark it over, give the developers a little bit of money, but really push it over and slide that to a charity and, and give your favorite charity some money. But it is question mark, partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your purchase. And have a wonderful fucking time man there's some really good fucking games coming out this month yes and you can get stuff for nintendo switch from there too you don't have to get your digital games from the nintendo store you can get them on humble bundle and help and then usually you can pick your your charity but sometimes they they uh corner you into one we specifically are sponsoring uh the children's miracle network which helps out children's hospitals and I don't know. Uh, extra life specifically. Yes, extra life. And uh, I have no idea how much money we've raised this month because uh, I don't have those numbers. Uh, unfortunately, it is the same as last week. We have raised zero dollars. And ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, this show is coming to a close. We ran out of time. People had to go off and take care of things. And we missed the fact that we had one question written by me. But... Uh, we're going to save that for next week because... Is that really a question, it, though? Yeah. I mean, yeah, seriously. You're doing shots, buddy. You're doing I mean, shots because you're like, I can so ask long, the question. Well, Evita Zingo, bye. If you guys want to. Uh, Zyber doesn't have much time, but let me just ask you real quick. So, uh, would you agree to get paid roughly... Uh, there's a specific... All right, so, so this is based off of $1942 um converted to uh what it would be today uh so jenny's uh where is that there we go so for roughly 52 dollars and 55 cents a day zyber would you jump out of a plane to engage and fight the enemies of the united states 
Uh, is that in today's, today's dollars? dollars? Fuck yeah, no. That was $100 a month that the U.S. Airborne uh, got paid. I think that was... I don't... Uh, it's probably not officer's pay. Officer's pay is probably a little bit more. That's like enlisted men's pay. But they got paid $100 a month to jump out of an airplane, which was $50 more than everyone else got paid. Just so you know. But uh, Damoc, you were in the U.S. military. You probably made more than that. For $55 a day, would you jump out of an airplane and engage the enemies of the United States? Current timeline or the current timeline? That's $55 a day. Two day. Yeah, fuck it. You know what? I had a wonderful experience in the military. As much as I had a lot of shitty times, I probably had more good times than I had bad. The camaraderie that comes out of it, the amazingness that comes out of it. Fuck it, dude. Seek and destroy. See, I would do it if I was younger. Being that I'm 30, I'm going to get married this year. You know, I've got ideas for a... F- You're only 30? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Zyber turned how old? Forty. <laughs> I'm the w- young whippersnapper of the show. I think Co is younger than me, though. Um, yeah, Co is definitely younger than me. But you. yeah, so so um, I I can't justify that because raising a family on that a day, like at this point in this stage of my life, I couldn't do it. But now you're putting caveats I, on it. No, okay. No, no, no. no, no. No, if I was if I was 18 and I was single and it was coming out, you want to give me $55 a day to jump out of a goddamn aircraft and kill the goddamn enemy? Hey, man, we're stacking fucking bodies. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's do it. See, I would do it then. Like, fuck it. Like, I love, I love the camaraderie that I have with some of my friends, but, like, that's a whole different level. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm saying the uh, pay does not um, match the risk. That part doesn't matter, man. There's a lot more than money when it comes to the military. I when have it comes to work, it, when it comes dude, to me and work, money matters. Yeah, money matters now to me because fuck it, dude. I'm not going to do the work unless I'm getting the money. No, no, no. That, that always mattered. Wherever I worked, if I was not getting compensated... Uh, fairly, in my opinion, to the work that I'm doing, I'm not going to do it. I'll find a different job. Yeah, you're you're not, and no offense to you, man, this is not a, a bad thing at all whatsoever. You're not cut out for the military because the military is not like that. You're going to put in 50 times the amount of work and you're going to get paid, period. And I think I don't have the mentality for it either. I mean, not like... I'm not the money's not really a thing it's more of the accepting the fact that you get sent in there and you're gonna you're probably gonna die like like they're, they're you are you are literally a pawn on a chessboard and whatever they the higher ups decide that you're gonna do you're gonna do like the guys that came off of those landing craft in Normandy like that was like the shit like you're going to die but get on the other side, on the other side of the coin, if you were to put me at a turret on a plane or a helicopter, I'd do that shit for free. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 
No, your life expectancy on that shit is so f ridiculously fucking low, you might as well be on a, an invasion boat in D-Day. Interesting. So, it is what it is. People have different views across the board about it. For me, after being in the military, in the army specifically, uh, I would completely do it again without even thinking about it. I should have joined much more sooner. But yeah, we can talk about it at a later date because that's a whole subject we can actually crack into. Love the question. But for $55 a day, jump out of an airplane to kill America's enemies? Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's have goddamn All fun. Alright. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show. You all have a lovely evening. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good one, man. It's